She said, I didn't choose you. I chose. Stay tuned for the lesson learned within the story of how my wife went from zero to 60 quick. In one simple sentence, she deflated my proud peacock puffed up chest and knocked the blustering big eagle breeze right out of my sails. And at the same time, became the wind beneath my wings. I bet you thought I was going to play that Bette Midler Beaches song, huh? Beaches? We don't need no stinking beaches. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Everything I wish I could be. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... For she had eyes, and yet chose me. William Shakespeare, from Othello. Have you all ever had that moment when you look at the person you love and you wonder, what do they see in me? <laughs> I do. And we all should. Because I don't mean to imply here that you are not lovable or that I'm not lovable. Because damn, I sure am lovable. Just ask God and my mama. But as it relates to my wife, sometimes I wonder what she sees in me now and, and what she saw in me way back then. It's generally not a moment of great humility in me, you know, that is doing this. It sparks this thought exchange going on. It's more a moment when I'm honestly just kind of blown away by her in the midst of her awesomeness. And it just dumbfounds me. And I usually declare something about how awesome she is and how much I love her, etc. You know, like a Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire moment of, you had me at hello and you complete me, blah, blah, blah. Only this time, what I said was different. And what she said back was different because she didn't just hear my words, she heard the truth. But I needed to hear the hard truth. Here's what happened. It was one of those moments filled with a warm, fuzzy feeling gaze and some puppy dog eyes, and I said to her, thank you for choosing me. Man, I thought that sounded so cool when it came out of my mouth. 
Yeah, so cool. A big ego would think that. I mean, my wife Caroline is a beautiful, spirited, get-your-attention kind of woman. So yeah, sometimes I still get all swept up in her moments. So I said, thank you for choosing me. And she replied, I didn't. I chose us. She continued, I just always looked at it as choosing us. Yeah, we can go ahead and just can the rest of this episode up. In a nutshell, she took what I meant well, and well, meant it in a loving manner, and she exposed my egocentric self. Because yeah, when you choose to be with someone in a hopefully happily forever after kind of way, you shouldn't be choosing the person in particular, nor choosing the person that they may or may not become, and forget about choosing what that person does for you. From hot, sweaty, all-night romps to sweet and nutty moments of laughter and giggling. To, yeah, you completely make me a better man kind of stuff. Forget it. That is not what you, what we, what I should be choosing. Because none of that is steadfast. None of it's constant or guaranteed. But the us is supposed to be. So choosing the us is perhaps unusual. There's a big us in the middle of that. To think of. But... It is what you grow and fight forever and fly together as us. So from here on, the us is what you should choose to focus on. But more like, you know, the wind beneath each other's wings. Or maybe just be the damn bird's feather-flocked body from the get-go. You ever heard that spiritual story of how men and women must be 100% equal, though not identical, from day one of design like the wings of a bird, you know? Equal, but not identical, left and right. The commitment of a relationship has two wings. One is women and the other men. But it's not until both wings are equally developed that the bird can fly. Should one wing be substantially weaker than the other, either from neglect, abuse, being tied down, etc., flight is impossible. Love does not dominate, it cultivates. I'll say that again. Love does not dominate, it cultivates. Love grows something new and unique. It's not until the role of women and men become as equals can success and prosperity and soar and healthy flight. Can that be attained, at least the way we should want them to be? The goal of relationships is not to have another who might complete you, but to be with another with whom you might each share your completeness or complete necesses, okay, like multiple yours, hers, and the extra thing. Your individual completeness and your growing completeness in partnership. Don't choose the right one, even more than just becoming the right one. There's got to be something extra together, and that's choosing us. Let me think about it. Who in any other partnership, one that's legally recognized by laws or laws of the land, wants to hear that they are legally locked into a partnership and have that partner profess to them saying, you complete me. What? What do you mean I'm hooking up legally with someone who can't be complete without me? What the hell did I just get myself into? Way too many people are looking for the right person so they can be with the right person instead of trying to be the right person themselves. But even that, at best, is like 49% of the equation because the best that you, that you can become is not equal to 50%. Not 50% of this whole thing, any more than they can be a full half, if there is such a thing as a full half. You both, we both, Caroline and I, had to recognize that there's that extra something that's the us 
that we cannot have without them. And it's not 50-50 nothing. It's us, U-S. And us is 100% part you, part them, part something separate from just you two. And it can't exist without you two. It's kind of like, well, honestly, it's kind of like a Holy Trinity Father, Son, Spirit kind of thing. It's hard to fathom. And yet, until you've had the air taken from your sails, and you find yourself drifting and neither of you can get the boat moving individually, it takes that little something extra, that's that whole one plus one equals three thingy. Because loving someone has nothing to do with what you are expecting to get. Only with what you are expecting to give, which is everything you can plus one. Aristotle said, Love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies. You get that? I thought I did, but I didn't really until my wife said that she chose us. Love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies. There's her body, there's my body, and there's the singular soul of the love itself. Hmm. One plus one equals that three thingy thing again, a.k.a. us. All kinds of love out there. Immature love, mature love, complete love. Immature love says, I love you because I need you. Mature love says, I need you because I love you. But completed love says, we need us. We write notes and sing songs and we swoon over movie lines that are actually very egoic. Not the us love that gets us through to the very end. So many famous me quotes on love that should be we quotes, like, you've heard these, you complete me, you make me want to be a better man, I'm nothing without you, I'm lost without you, you're my better half, my life began after I met you, you're everything to me. Ooh, wow. I see you and you see me too, and most relationships wind up in the ICU on their way to being DOA, if they play out this way. Marriages struggle because we've set our marriages up to fail by thinking that this person here is going to complete me when they were never created to do that, even if they wanted to. For marriage relationships to survive, they must grow beyond immature love, even beyond mature love, to that completed love mentioned before. The kind that knocks the puffed up out of your chest, the wind from your sails, and clearly shows you the difference between an ego love and an authentic, completed love. That kind of love that makes us grow, that makes us face our fears, heal our hurts, and reconnect with our real selves. That's the difference between ego love and authentic love. But it may be helpful to remember and have an idea of exactly what those two different types of love are. Ego love means that you do not truly love the person, but you love more what the person gives to you. And the moment that's taken away, there is no more to be gained from that relationship if there's nothing left in exchange to swap for. Now, authentic love is a completed love in contrast, that's selfless, and reaching authentic love takes practice, it takes patience, and it's going to take a balance of self-love and self-sacrifice, and honestly, something more, really, than self-anything. We traveled so far together, it's like, I always thought that she always had so many options and so many roads to travel, 
but I presume that she chose to take the one which led to me. But perhaps it was really the road that we traveled together to the place she knew that we would be. Roads not throughout the U.S. of A., just the U.S. of us. I've still got so many quotes that I could drag this out with, but my favorite are these final two. A man said, I'm nothing special, just a common man with common thoughts, and I've led a common life. There are no monuments dedicated to me, and my name will soon be forgotten. But in one respect, I have succeeded as gloriously as anyone who's ever lived. I've loved another with all my heart and soul, and to me, this has always been enough. And another man, after climbing and conquering his fear of heights, he asks her, So what happens after he climbs up and rescues her? And he hears her say back, She rescues him right back. Thanks, Caroline, for seeing through me and looking to find and help me to see us. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry from page 215. The whole is more than the sum of its parts. Aristotle. And the guide's point of view on this? Kind of like spouse plus spouse equals family. Kind of like father plus son plus Holy Spirit equals everything. What do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't easy and just handed to you? Where have you added to the world that was more thoughtful than just about you? Now, be grateful for all of that, reflect on it, respect it, and before you navigate somewhere next, like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Amperage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall, and until next time, good health, God bless, and now go get a little dirty learning something new, earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next.